0: Welcome to BA Brew, I'm Debbie.
1: I'm Jonathan. And I'm Mike.
0: And today we're talking about something that um, engages all of us, perhaps in slightly different ways, which is the concept of failing fast. And um, we've all got quite a lot to say about this, but I'm going to say, Mike, kick us off on failing fast.
2: (laughs) Where does it come from? Uh, It's it's an odd one. I, I really don't like the term failing fast. And I thought, well, it's got to have come from somewhere and it's got to have some kind of use and relevance. Uh, so I looked up looked it up a bit and found out it, it comes from software engineering um, and that the term is, is used or is associated with testing, uh, testing your parameters and testing the resources you're using in your code early on so that if your code is going to fail you can fail fairly early on you haven't done a whole load of work. Um, it's also associated with um, test-driven development as well so in, in developing our code um, by developing it with a view to proving that these tests are successful, um, we, we, can, we can fail early and, and sort those problems out. Um, I really don't like the term f- fail fast, though, and I don't like the way it's been sort of uh, taken over to business and we're all told we've got to fail fast.
1: Hmm. It, it's moved into management speak, and, it, and it's one of those terms you might play bingo against, uh, yeah. senior leaders. Speaking about things and they will be touch base or uh, fail fast. or was one of these other terms that, that comes up and it doesn't, I don't think it really means a great deal when we're talking about it in a business context. I think it's, it's not the goal to fail faster. So it's therefore wrong to say fail fast and, and a, little, a little bit, I don't know, a little bit lazy because there's a meaning that I think is implied around learning and improvement It's missed when you say fail fast. I think it's, it's just lazy.
0: I think as well, it's, it's sort of been one of those things that has become accepted. It's like received wisdom, isn't it? Hmm. Um, And actually I've been on the receiving end of software as it happens. um, That has obviously been put out there as at a very early stage and it's wasted so much of my time and energy. And I'm just, I don't want to be part of your fail fast, thank you. Um, I'd like to be using software that works. And I sort of think that you're right. It's become one of those things that's been deemed acceptable. And it's time we questioned it guys, don't you think?
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, for me though, the, the point around continuous learning, improvement, harnessing knowledge, experimentation, pilot, feedback, prototypes, there's loads of really interesting things that are related to this lazy term called fail fast that that are really useful. But we're, we're saying like that go fail fast. I, I, I'm going to share, i worked in an organisation where there was a senior leader, very senior, probably six, seven levels above me, that was known to shout at people quite often, and, and he, he started, he picked up on this phrase fail fast and he started to tell people you should fail faster. and need people to fail faster. And then he'd shout at you if you got anything wrong. And it was kind of, what's going on? What is going on there? It doesn't make sense. And, and it, it's just, I don't know, I think it's a bit
2: stupid. It's, I mean, it's such a negative language as well. The whole idea of failure and that the word fail, it just, there's so many negative connotations with that. Um, none of us set out to fail. Um, and I, I, I struggle with that. It kind of um, there's not many things get my goat. But if somebody says that to me, I kind of think no, 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 I'm not I'm not in this to fail. I'm with you, Jonathan. It's not about failure. And I, I much prefer the term test and learn, because actually yeah. Yeah. You, what you want to do you want to test something out. You want to experiment with something. Yeah. And sometimes things will go a little bit wrong. But the mm. point is, actually, you learn from it. Um, and interestingly, <laughs> I can apply that to uh, one of my hobbies is beekeeping. and um. The fail. if I apply the fail fast principle to beekeeping, when I first started beekeeping I didn't want to put a bee suit on and, and go into the apiary with sort of 15 hives around me and lots of bees and discover that I'd failed to put my bee suit on properly because that that whole sort of sting experience is not something I'd, I'd really want, I'd really enjoy even years after becoming a beekeeper I still don't like being stung. I much prefer <laughs> yeah. the idea of that test and learn so Get the, get the suit on, perhaps get somebody else to check with me, not necessarily going into such a dangerous environment as uh, an, air, an apiary full of uh, very excited bees, and, and yeah, so that's that's kind of how I would apply it, really that, I really didn't want to fail, didn't want yeah. to fail
0: at that. that sounds, um, yeah, that sounds horrible to me, actually, <laughs> because one, I'm not very keen on insects, Two, yeah, I don't like being stung at all, actually. Not I don't mind it some of the time. I just don't <laughs> like the idea of it. Um, and the idea of going in somewhere where there's lots of, how did you put it, excited bees. Excited, yes. but yeah. <laughs> no, that doesn't work for me at all. But but I do like, I do love test and learn. And, mm-hmm. Because I think actually you can learn so much by trying stuff. And, you know, th- you know, these days we do a lot of sort of experimenting and trying things out. And, you know, we iterate around things. We discuss it between us to see what works, what doesn't work. And and I love that type of thing, because I think just by trying things, you learn so much. And, you know, I am a bit of a learning geek, as I think everybody who knows me will know. Um, But, you know, in my in my life, I have actually learned from things, but I don't consider them failures, even though other people might. So. (laughs) One of the things that happened to me, and this was a long time ago, okay. So don't judge me, okay. I don't. <laughs> judging wait, Debbie, I was wait. very young. W- would we? Would we do that? <laughs> I was very young, okay. And I had to get eight ounces of Rice Krispies. Ounces and
2: what are ounces. Debbie? It was a long time
0: ago, people. <laughs> okay. And so yes, it was ounces. I will confess, and um, we didn't have a weighing scales in my house. I I don't know why. I don't know if it broken or what it was. So I thought, how am I going to work out eight ounces? (laughs) So I thought, I know a tablespoon of flour is an ounce. I don't know if you know that, but it is, okay? tablespoon of flour is an ounce. So I thought, or if you prefer in modern day language, 15 mil. (laughs) It was an ounce back in the day. I'll just do eight tablespoons of Rice Krispies. No problem whatsoever. (laughs) So I rock up to school for I was in school with my bag of Rice Krispies. <laughs> Everybody else in the class had bags. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> now, as you can tell, I've never forgotten it. Okay? Mm. It wasn't what you'd call one of my greatest successes in life. But boy, did I learn something. Yeah. I've never made that mistake again. So what
2: did you learn from
0: that? I learned that a tablespoon of Rice Krispies <laughs> is not the same as a tablespoon of flour in weight. Okay. As I say, do not judge again. Okay? Oh, it is a very
2: specific skill, that,
1: actually. <laughs> I, I'm thinking there's a serious message here, though, around having the right tools to do the job. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to measure Rice Krispies, <laughs> you need some scales. And I'm... Um, I don't know, sometimes there's in this fail faster fallacy and trying to take it serious again, guys, you can tell me off. Um, we need to be able to choose the right tools and be confident we can choose the right tools to do the job. And if we can't get the right tools, let's say so, we haven't got the right tools, we can't achieve these outcomes and, and have a conversation about it. But for me, I <laughs> be able to raise it and know, know that this is a possibility. I can't believe I've linked Rice Krispies to, to the BA toolkit, but there we go. <laughs>
0: back to your beekeeper outfit isn't it Mike you know you had to know that you not only had the right gear but that mm-hmm. you were using it correctly and and you thought about it and I think that's the other thing with test and learn there's there's a sort of a bit in the middle called reflection
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
0: really really keen on reflection I have to tell you I did not have to reflect for very long on the Rice Krispies incident as we will now call it um, but, I mean, Mike, I'm sure you thought and reflected a lot before you really went into the apiary.
2: I did. And and to be honest, I, I gave you the short version of the story. Um, actually, my testing and learning, I discovered that my my beekeeping suit that I'd, I'd bought very cheaply on eBay um, was not the best of beekeeping suits because I discovered the thin cotton wasn't really sufficient to stop me being stung. So So I did actually learn from that, that before I actually went to... Deal with a large amount of bees. I needed to get a thick, a much thicker uh, all-in-one suit. Um, My my son and daughter also learnt to their cost that I hadn't um, got the right specification of uh, beekeeping smock as well because they both got a few stings um, on on other occasions. They're they're fine now. They they love bees. They're really (laughs) keen on bees. Um, but but I did. I in that environment, I'd learnt reasonably quickly at Mm. relatively low risk. Okay, a few stings, but. yeah. Actually, yeah. And interestingly, you, you can kind of apply things.
0: Sorry, uh, you Sorry. Made the point about risk there as well, Mike, because
2: you've always guessed <clears> <throat> that. Yes. And actually, that's that's interesting. Um, I, I don't know whether it's all of my hobbies um, rhyme with with bees, but uh, one of my other hobbies is smoking cheese. And <laughs> we, we won't talk about smoking cheese particularly. But when I set up um, I set up a beehive uh, to do cold smoking of cheese. I thought a, a friend of mine at work used to cure um, fish as well. And he taught me how to cure fish. And I thought, I'm gonna cure some fish and smoke it. Um, but I thought, I was really quite excited about this and I wanted to try it and share it with people. But I thought actually, this, this fail fast, test and learn, I thought, um, I'm gonna do this, but I'm not gonna take it into work to share with my colleagues because if the, the, the risk there could be quite high, if I poison all of my colleagues at work, that's not going to go down very well. If I make myself a little bit poorly, then that serves me right. But, um, so, so I kind of applied that. It worked well. I, I was out of hospital very, very quickly. Um, <laughs> Were the children and, in this one? <laughs> no, I, I didn't end up in hospital. It was, uh, it was quite safe. I, I, to be honest, I'm still a little bit nervous when I, when I cure and, and smoke fish that uh, I, I don't share that with too many people. Quite happy sharing the smoked cheese and, and smoked nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like an advert for, for, for <laughs> Mike's, Mike's little deli, doesn't it? <laughs> Mike's deli
1: available. <laughs> Let's look
0: okay.
2: at the
1: website. Oh, no. Only a small
2: risk of food poisoning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but is, isn't it great though that that actually what some of the stuff that we do work wise, where we think about you know trying stuff out, we think about experimenting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we reflect on stuff, we learn from it. There's something really positive about that yeah. because it takes you somewhere and um, you know we've talked before about um, the black box thinking book and the example about Dyson um, developing the vacuum yeah. cleaner and how he had to do it his, his trials I think over a thousand times before he got yeah. where he wanted to go but there's something fabulous about the fact that it was um, based on trial feedback review Mm-hmm. and do you know what I mean improving yeah. every time yeah. and I just think there's something brilliant about that story I mean the persistence is amazing and I'm I'm not sure you know I would quite have that level of persistence myself but on the other hand you'd have to have a learn mindset with yeah. you and, and a and a focus on success mm-hmm. mindset that you you knew you were going to get there do mm-hmm. you know what I mean if, otherwise you'd never do that would you
1: yeah, a clear clear goals and outcomes, and then a culture where it's safe to experiment, test, learn, as well. And 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 that one's a really powerful example, I think, in terms of the positive aspect of the learn fast or test and learn approach. Um, and it, it's that's that's kind of the exemplar. And and you you've taken the time to look at it and, and study it, Debbie. And and I'm what I'm concerned about is that people have not taking the time to really understand the meaning of these words. And they're just, they're just putting it out there because they think it sounds good. And it's it's all, all a bit strange. So I really like the environment and the risk part. What's the what's the environment in which you're testing and learning? And what's the risk and reward, I think we should go into the discussion because the reward of the smoked cheese or the smoked and cured fish or whatever it is. <laughs> Like it, it, you've got you've got a balance of risk. Oh, I might have an upset stomach for a day, versus you get some really tasty food potentially. And it's kind of that in the context of that Dyson example. What's the risk and the reward if if Dyson get that right? It's a, the the risk is relatively small, but the reward's huge when they when they do get there because some of their their products are industry leading. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yes, and it is. It, it is interesting because I think the reason maybe why we're not so keen on the the fail fast and, and, and your example, Jonathan, of, of having, you know, a senior manager, just having that as a mantra, but then, you know, really sort of um, criticizing people um, if if something does go wrong. I think you've got different mindsets there. And I think the three of us are all quite sort of learning mindset people, aren't we really? And, you know, you apply that mindset in every part of your life, don't yeah. you? You know, because because actually then you keep moving forward and and you see things that you do as an experience that you can reflect on and gain from. And I just prefer that way of looking at the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mike, I think the fact that it is in that particular context in software engineering where it really applies, that's really great to know, isn't it? Because then Mm -hmm. you're not going to just put it into the business world and apply it, you know, without even thinking about it.
1: So what, what do you think the correct term is? Should if we're just trying to get it into two or three words, would would it be learn faster? What what is it that that do you think people should be saying or or at least considering? Hmm. That's a tough one. Maybe <laughs> don't get stung by bees. <laughs> 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 it I, mean, be too long.
2: I do like the phrase test test and learn because and learn. Um, yeah. it does encapsulate what you're trying to do you, you've yeah. got some kind of idea you've got something you want to find out a bit more about give it a go and it'll either be successful which you'll learn from or it'll be unsuccessful or less successful yeah but you should learn from it and and that that the whole learning mindset is is about being ready to to reflect on that as you were saying debbie and and then find uh, hopefully you can find some positives in that failure um but the the whole failure thing that sort of falling down the negative um, mm. wormhole is is the thing I wanted to try to avoid yeah it's uh, interesting if you think about the way comedians or a lot of comedians develop their material and um, they will do sort of small tours and um, things where they can actually try out some of their jokes and and polish them and, and refine them so when you hear them on on at the Edinburgh festival or wherever they've been told loads and loads of times and they've been refined and tuned and just, just the wording has just been made perfect yeah. so we get that big laugh. But if we went with the first version, probably you get nothing yeah. out of it. So yeah. it's interesting. that you, maybe we should look at how we can apply the world of comedy into business analysis more <laughs> often. That's
0: a great idea. I've, I've always thought being a trainer is being like a stand-up comedian and I'm serious. I've always thought that okay there is there are a lot of synergies guys if you care to look and learn at them <laughs> but um it's interesting isn't it because yes there, there's something there where you think well let's have a look at how they do it and does that help us does that help us as business analysts to think about things that way because they have to deal with a lot of different stakeholders some of whom are quite antagonistic <clears throat> aren't they
2: yes the chance of failure is is quite high in those in some of those circumstances when you've got um, people who p- perhaps don't want to be in the room. People who've had a lot to drink, uh, might have had a bad day. Um, yeah, there's so they, many variables. Mike, Mike you're
1: talking about workshops, <laughs> <and> comedy festival. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: I've had a good day today.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is quite interesting. And it, it sort of comes back to that idea, doesn't it? Of taking something from one world and then mm. superimposing mm. it on another. Mm. And, you know, I think, Jonathan, you mentioned experimentation yeah. and, you know, in business and in business change, it's great to think through different ways of doing things and to try things out and to experiment. And actually that's a really nice um, yeah. technique actually to take yeah. something from another world and try it here. Mm. Um, And if your focus then is on learning from it and trying it out and learning feedback, that's just so positive. It really is. So there we go. Okay, so have we exhausted our subject of failing fast and will we never ever utter that phrase again?
1: I I think we're not doing Room 101, are we? But I think (laughs) we should just throw this one in the bin never to be uttered again, and, and hopefully... We're going to never... have to room in the bin though, aren't we? Because Rasky's in there. <laughs> Ra- Ra- Rasky needs to stay where it is, and I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why you're you, you trying to wind me up. Like, um, yeah, but Rasky can stay there with Failfast, and they can live happily together at the bottom of the bin, and not be, just not be used.
0: <laughs> okay, so on that bombshell, um, thank you very much for discussing this, and thanks everybody for listening to our BA brew on failing fast or as we're now going to call it testing and learning